Yes, hello. I welcome everybody. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for listening. My name is Falk Rüttmann. And today I would like to talk about the ecological niche and the decay of that niche for mammals. This is based on some review of uh, facts and evidences. And it's published in an article called Climate Change Effects on Terrestrial Mammals, a review of global impacts of ecological niche decay in selected regions of high mammal importance. That was published 2018 in, um, as a book chapter as part of the Anthropocene, the Encyclopedia of the Anthropocene. And it deals with the issue of uh, mammals being affected by habitat loss. Now, I will not spend much time on mammals. I'm using your mammals as an example. You can apply the same concept to plants or birds or other critters in the world, including ocean ones. Um, it's clear that climate change is the looming crisis in the world currently, man-made, based on industrialization in such a society. And the future of the climate doesn't look so good. This will therefore affect the climate niche, also referred to as the ecological niche in most senses, and the ecological niche is a very interesting concept. It actually describes, quantifies, and includes where animals or life can live. You cannot live outside of the ecological niche. So that's a very interesting concept to know. However you describe the niche, in most cases, you, it's virtually impossible for um, law of thermodynamics and metabolisms to be outside of the niche. So when you look at the world, um, mammals like it usually to in warm areas, with a few exceptions, but you certainly find them in polar regions, you find them in the Himalayas, and you find them in Antarctica and uh, in deserts too. But um, usually they need some sort of temperature and some sort of moisture and food and prey, and that has to do with the ecological uh, niche and the, 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 the pyramid of energy. It's called the trophic pyramid. I like to show you a few examples from the world where we find mammals and many mammals and what the future there is. So for instance, the boreal forest. That actually is the biggest forest in the world covering North America and the old world, Russia and Scandinavia and other areas um, in the boreal in the northern uh, part of the world, northern hemisphere. And when you, for instance, look there into caribou, as one example, you see that caribou in the south are usually on a declining trend. And the northern herds are more stable, but um, the invasion of humans, the destruction of the initial niche, the ecological niche for caribou, as an example, uh, has shown that the niche gets more stress. So there's more stress in the niche. The niche gets modified and it's even moving uh, across the landscape now. And the typical example, again, is that the southern species in, of caribou, the subspecies um, that are living, let's say, in Mongolia or in um, uh, in southern Canada and so on, um, they are also uh, on the decline. I have to qualify here that uh, caribou and reindeer, I'm using that in intermittently, although these are probably uh, these are clearly different species, but um, they are very similar. So anyway, point is that the south, the warm, has really put stress on the ecological niche, the warming, and also the humans are invading the niche. The niche gets... Um, affected, changed, modified, and it adds stress to the animal, and the animals don't like it, and their niche gets changed. And therefore, you find the disappearance of these um, 
Arctic, subarctic animals like caribou in the boreal forest in the south, um, for them it's it's just not what they're used to and what they can handle, and therefore they're on the edge of disappearance there. So that's pretty clear. Um, you can ask the same question for the Hindu Kush Himalaya and can ask the question what species are affected by a change of the ecological niche. Now, I have clearly say that the change of the ecological niche due to humans is not always necessarily a bad thing. There can be changes that are in favor for some mammals. In the Hindukush Himalaya, we probably, uh, you're aware of the um, snow leopard, and um, snow leopard is a bit el elusive, um, but you find snow leopards also outside of the Hindukush Himalaya region, um, but it's an Asian species, usually in the cold mountain or desert areas, including Mongolia, parts of Russia even. Um, however, um, there are some mammals that do pretty well or doing better in the moment. Um, this would be the uh, meso predators, um, for instance, the coyotes or even some wolves. There seem to be some wolves uh, bouncing back in some areas. So anyway, um, you can talk about the niche for these species and what the niche consists of and that the niche has changed. Uh, again, just bring it back to snow leopards as an example. In the Himalaya, if you have more yak, if the yak populations are increasing because they're domesticated men subsidized uh, animals um, then the snow leopards like to prey on yak calves and this will attract the snow leopards and it will probably even boost the population or certainly change the population of, of snow leopards and the change the um, distribution of them and that's a typical example how the niche of the snow leopard that has co-evolved with humans one way or another um, is currently completely modified so that's a typical example there. Um, when you move into the Amazonian area, for instance, the tropical areas, <clears throat> you will realize that Amazonia as a rainforest has changed over time many times, but um, it's certainly changing in a moment towards probably a more drier and a more um, habitat um, loss situation, meaning trees get cut down by humans and so on. So that certainly will affect uh, species. Uh, in this case, let's say... Um, um, the black panther or the giant anteater or the tapir. The tapir is a typical example, consists of different species and subspecies probably. Um, anyway, um, the peccary is another one and then certain monkey species as well, of course, they are affected. Usually the ones that are slow cannot adapt so fast um, because humans will um, then just take hold of them. So anyway, Amazonia is another interesting pattern. It hasn't been, uh, has been relatively stable in the last, um, let's say, um, 8,000 years perhaps. Um, not before that, there was a lot of change, of course, but but nevertheless, um, the rainforest overall is affected, the Amazonian climate is affected, and the niche eventually is affected, and there are many examples where that has been a problem. Um, when you move from the Amazonian tropical areas into Southeast Asia, which is another tropical area, um, I like to bring up here the example of Papua New Guinea, um, that we have covered also in this review. And um, you can think about, um, let's say, tree kangaroos in Papua New Guinea. You can think about um, orangutans in Indonesia and Borneo and so on. Um, these are all species that are really affected by the change of their respective niches. You can add the rhinoceros or the water buffalo or the Asian elephant, even the lions and the tigers. Um, um, to this concept, the lions are more more north, but but tigers tigers are certainly there. So anyway, um, there are certain species you can think about, and they're pretty dramatic, um, how these changes have happened. So in other words, wherever you look uh, in the representative in representative areas, that includes the tropics, that includes um, uh, the boreal forest, that includes the high Arctic. Let's say you think about uh, polar bears or um, 
Arctic Fox or something like this, there are changes. And these changes are due to the change of the ecological niche. So the niche is really important. Um, just a few other examples from marine mammals. Um, again, when you go back to the polar region, and I'm referring here to, let's say, the uh, Antarctic area, um, that has been one of the largest modification ever done by humans uh, because they removed uh, many of the whales and many of the seals and certainly reduced the population. So the niche also has been affected not only by killing the animals, but the whole ocean and niche in general has changed. So when you take the, the grazers, uh, like whales, some whales out of the system, um, other animals, uh, including krill or plankton, will move into it. It's called the rise of slime. So anyway, the change has of the ecological niche is clearly there, has been documented, and this has many consequences, including trophic cascades. Now, the surprising thing is that we have a lot of data. We are not short of digital data. The digital data explosion, the big data uh, um, in general um, time or period is clearly there. But for whatever reason, we are not really dealing with the key issue of, of acknowledging that the ecological niches are changing and that we cannot change them so fast as we've done in the last 40 years. So um, yeah, we have this super abundance of data, but we have very little um, good decision making, just accepting very basic facts, like the Earth is finite, the niche is something uh, to be um, celebrated and, and precious about, and, and really to be treated in, in a good way. And we are currently not doing that. With climate change, it's not getting any better. So um, that's pretty clear. Um, we have provided in this publication a whole overview of these um, uh, changes of the niche that where we know they occur, however you argue them, um, and um, there are many of them, and many of them will affect um, many of the existing species. They have to evolve and adapt, and might be they can't. That's very likely. So with climate change, is obviously is the biggest impact, changing and affecting the ecological niche. Um, that's where I would like to end. Um, if you have any questions, please uh, follow up with me. But the subject of an ecological niche um, is, is very relevant. It has been studied in many ways. There are, for instance, uh, ecological niche models where you can actually model this and quantify it. Um, you can use machine learning for it. You can use GIS for it. You can include uh, climate scenarios. You can include uh, scenarios of humans where they will be. If you do that for any other species, including for the mammals, the outlook isn't good. And that's what you need to think about a little bit more. Okay, thank you so much. I'll leave it there. Follow up, please. Goodbye.